Welcome to today's episode of Conduit as it relates to Q&As that were submitted by our friends on Saturday. We've got Rick Boyle, a friend of ours uh, within the Conduit tribe, owner-operator of Creative Contracting. And Rick, you, you um, welcome, first of all, again. Thank you. Good to see you. Good to see you too, buddy. Um, so we asked questions Saturday and, and um, you, you responded with three questions that I think uh, all of us uh, are dealing with. At, um, at different levels. But the first one is, how are you dealing financially, budgeting and cash flow projections? And I think that's a, a great place to start because our businesses need fuel. And so, excuse me, with the current uh, crisis that we're in, how are you navigating those waters? Uh, daily. Uh, it is a... It's an experience and a challenge I've never had before. Um, I did go through the 2008 recession, uh, which taught me a lot as a business owner about preparing for that rainy day. Yeah, uh, went through it again in 2011. Um, so we were much more prepared for this set of circumstances financially. Um, but looking beyond the short term is where my fears and my focus has really um, been pointed lately. Just trying to understand uh, how long our reserves will last, uh, how much of the government assistance and the programs that are out there will materialize. We have explored many of those options to see what's the best fit for our company. Uh, unfortunately, none of them have really come to fruition yet, but if they do, those will be significant um, tools to help us, uh, continue to move forward. Yeah. So it, it is, and you guys run, you know, your family run business is mine's a family run business. And just like my, my biological family, we look at budgets and we look at how much cash we have, as you said, re reserve, how much money do we have in savings? And if you project this out, um, there's so many moving parts right now. And it's, it's, it's very uncomfortable as an understatement um, financially, do you have, um, not to be too personal, um, mm -hmm. cash flow forecast? I mean, that's something, you know, a rainy day fund would have been a smart thing to have been working on prior to, but for other, for our friends that, um, that we know, respect and love, um, what suggestion would you give them if they have, if they currently don't have a cash forecast or cash projections? Like, where do you start? Wow, I uh, don't know if I'm qualified to answer that question, but I'll tell you what we do. Yeah. Uh, going into any fiscal year, we are fortunate to have many years of prior data, sales forecasts, uh, projects in pipelines, and it's easy for us to kind of lay out what that schedule is going to look like, when those jobs are gonna be hitting, the associated accounts payable and receivables to kind of balance and make sure that everything is in line, that we're doing the right projects in the right sequence um, to maintain positive cash flow. Yep. When our operations went from 22 jobs in progress to zero overnight on March 23rd, yep. all of our projections went out the window. Yep. So we are now in a place that I've never been before. It's like I'm starting a new company again. Um, even though we had jobs in the pipeline, many of those are questionable whether they will materialize. Mm -hmm. um, 
what my fixed costs for those jobs are now have question marks attached to those. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of unknown in the budgeting that I'm not, that I've been fortunate not to have to deal with for many years. Oh yeah. You know, it's funny. You just brought that up. Sorry. Funny. It's the wrong word. It's interesting. You just brought that up about uh, job costing because Andrew Glasgow, who I'm going to have on tomorrow, I think um, brought up, he, he needs that at a line item for uh, the amount of time and the additional product to disinfect. Like, you know, the, the personal protection equipment um, to add that into job costing. And as you were saying that, I wrote a big note, know your cost. Like, you know, what do you pay yourself? What, you know, I'm not asking you, but what do you pay, like fit, fit that in? What are you paying yourself as a salary? What about your employees? Um, job costing is really critical to dot those I's and cross the T's right now. For many different reasons. Um, and we've created multiple different tiers of cost coding, some of which is now a cost of doing the project, which is billable to the project. Other is just overhead and setup that is going to be something that we need to prepare for moving forward. You know, the initial equipment investments. That's you know, good. All of the people we've had to acquire. Yeah. And I'm going to... Um, you early when when we started this conversation a few minutes ago, you said I don't know that I'm qualified to speak on that on this, but I'll tell you exactly what I'm doing. And I think that's the what you just said is the key to the conduit piece. Is I want to know what guys are really doing. Not that you're a financial planner or you're a CPA, but you're somebody that is in the trenches. You're on the front line of the battle, and it's really helpful for me and our friends to hear what do you. What exactly are you doing? So kudos to you. I appreciate that. The second one really quickly, which is another massive piece that we're dealing with is sales, like consumer confidence moving forward, or better said, maybe lack thereof. How are you navigating? How are you currently, Rick, or how are you anticipating navigating those waters? couple different challenges and I think that they're going to be, you know, each industry is going to have its unique hurdles to address. Mm -hmm. um, our business model tends to lend itself more to discretionary spending or a luxury component to it. How the market is going to rebound, if the market is going to rebound, when it's going to rebound, I think will definitely play into the scope of work, the nature of the projects and the the willingness for our clients to engage in those projects. Those who financial criteria has been met, I think there's going to be a psychological component to just having crews of guys in your personal space and in your homes. And that's the one piece that I feel like I've got some control over right now. We have been very proactive in developing our COVID-19 plan. Mm -hmm. um, we will carry that forward under whatever name it may be at a later date. But I think providing that sense of trust, um, that sense of confidence in the clients that we are going to maintain a safe working environment is going to be crucial. And it's going to be part of our model for creative moving forward. That's good. No, you've done a great job and I appreciate your generosity sharing um, what you've built. It's been incredibly, well, it was, it was really interesting to get, to get, um, to get your details on how you were training your guys and then candidly, as you were sending pictures of what you've uh, produced, it's, it's, you, you produced quite an impressive, uh, it's quite an impressive, I say presentation, I don't mean that disrespectfully, but 
um, you know, just to, as, as I saw that, I was thinking, gosh, if I had creatives team in my house, I know that they're dang sure they're doing everything they're aware of doing to keep me safe. Um, how are you, how are you navigating that with your personal staff as well? Your internal customers? Uh, we have gone to as much remote work scenarios as possible. Our office administrator is now working remotely. Our receptionist is working remotely. A lot of my interactions with building officials, we've been doing remote uh, site inspections. We have actually been running Zoom meetings for sales calls. So as much of the technology that we can infuse into the company that we can to limit the personal interaction, which as hard as it is for me, because I've always enjoyed that component of sure. that uh, part of my job, uh, right now, I feel it's the most responsible way to move forward. That's good. Yeah, love it. It's good stuff. And then last, the last question um, uh, for today is um, the question of discipline, like staying the course and staying accountable to new protocols. So to speak to that, Rick, as you're looking for staying the course is really interesting because it seems like things are moving so quickly. It's, it, it really is hard to recognize where the course is to even stay that course. Uh, so how are you navigating those issues, staying the course? Um, you know, one of the things that I think in any scenario or circumstance like this, it, it forces you just to reevaluate what you have been doing, what you could be doing, and what you need to be doing. And there are a lot of just pretty basic principles in our COVID-19 protocol. It's not like it was something very profound or new. Uh, a lot of things that we probably should have been doing prior to anyway, or just doing more religiously. So it gave us a chance just to, as a team, sit down and kind of talk about what precautionary measures can we take? What measures are we doing now that we could do better? And it was a group effort to write our protocol. And now it's a group effort to implement and enforce our protocol. That's, I love that. I, the idea of collaborating on that is so smart. Um, that's really good. How are you from an accountability standpoint? And you, we've, we've had, <laughs> you and I've been at a table many times with a cup of coffee and uh, we've had very direct conversation around accountability for your staff mm -hmm. and different styles that we have of using humor. I was sharing with you a buddy of mine that uses a pink hammer that if a guy uh, screws the pooch, so to speak, that he has to use a pink hammer and, we talked about passive aggressive and just the way guys, there's men and women that we work with as leaders, but the way that men roll, so to speak, how are you or what are you experiencing from an accountability standpoint as it relates to the new protocol? Actually, I find it much easier uh, because of the potential consequences. Mm. When I roll out a new process within the company, it's just Rick adding one more tier of responsibility to the guys at times, or at least that's the way the initial feedback is perceived on my end. Yeah. When we go into a COVID-19 protocol and the potential of not following this protocol is X, there's a zero tolerance policy. If we are telling you, you must take your temperature before you come on the job, you've read, agreed to, and signed our protocol, either do it or please don't enter our job site. And it's just, it's that simple. And it's, uh, it's been enforced by our lead carpenters and everybody within our organization. 
this is the, and what I've said to my staff is that this is a fireable offense. Like when you go into Rick's job site and Rick says, not you, Rick, but we go to a job site and, and, and Tony says, um, uh, don't worry about it. Just go ahead and do what I asked you to do. I instructed my guys to say that the owner of the company has said, said this is uh, my job. My job is at uh, stake if I don't adhere to these procedures. And I, I've told those guys, give my cell phone, tell them to call me and say, hey, look, we're sticking to these stringent um, guidelines that are given you know, to us by the CDC to protect my staff and protect you and your clients. And so I think that to your point, when you, when you talk about lives being at stake, um, that accountability seems to be much more understood. Absolutely. It's no longer a recommendation. It's a criteria of employment. So exactly. I'd like you say it more articulately than me. That's good. It is a criteria of employment and it'll be interesting moving forward. Some of these protocols that, that you're, you're suggesting and you and I uh, talked about SOPs and getting, you know, introducing standard operating procedures to your staff and then getting your staff to adhere to them. Um, what I'm choosing to hear is that you've had less um, resistance from your team for these safety protocols than uh, previous standard operating procedures. Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. Anything else? Uh, any, any, any other final comments as far as, uh, you know, keeping your team safe, keeping your clients safe? Uh, I think you told me offline you, you, started, um, you started doing some projects that were in the hopper, or how are you navigating what jobs to do before the uh, shelter at home comes down? That's been a whole nother, uh, you know, challenge for us to, to really assess the essential component of projects that were in process. Of the 22 projects we had, any project that had not started, we decided to just postpone and wait until this was done. But we had to really look objectively at the projects that were in process. Several of our clients, due to the scope of work, had either been moved out of their home, didn't have functional kitchens, bathrooms, et cetera. All of those, you know, really had an essential component to them. Yeah. So once we rated those on a scale that we developed, we then looked at, you know, how, what is the opportunity for us to create a safe environment for our people? So we stress tested it for a, an essential component, and then we stress tested it for the risk factor. And if it met both of those, and sadly only four of our projects did, we did gradually infuse our new protocols into those and get some of the guys and the projects back in motion. So we have four projects that we are trying to get our clients back into a functional living environment, and then we will continue to monitor what other projects start as the stay-at-home order progresses. That's good. Well, it's good. I appreciate your integrity and your character in, through all this as well. Is that you and I, again, have been at a round table, I don't know for how long, but where we meet uh, bi-monthly. And I, a couple things I appreciate about you, you built a great brand reputation. You're also, like many of our friends, you're very generous with your wisdom and insight. So the trades are better, that rising tide lifts all ships because of your investment uh, the time, talent, and treasure that you've invested in the trade. So thank you, Rick Boyle. And um, I thank you for the, the time today to do some Q&A with us. Always good to talk to you, Jerry. Have a good afternoon, sir.